welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is Sarah Hart Unger, your host, and this is the podcast where we talk all things planning and planning adjacent. Today I have for you an all Q&A episode, which is something I've been promising for a while but haven't delivered on, so I'm excited to bring you some great questions today. Please keep the questions coming. This is my plea for more email questions, more audio questions, however you want to get them to me. I am happy to answer them because I think it's a really fun way to just share a lot of different topics and they make a really fun episode when I get to put them all together. So without further ado, here we go. Although I am going to open with our planner piece segment as I got another planner piece submission. This one came through my blog comments. Our listener writes, I am finding my planner piece with Google Calendar, Todoist, and the Erin Condren Daily Duo. I feel like I am finally finding my groove after much trial and error with this hybrid planning approach. Google Calendar allows me to see the big picture of my family's schedule. Myself, husband, and three kids color-coded to my heart's desire. Todoist allows me one place for notes and to-dos on the go. Finally, the Erin Condren Daily Duo allows me to pull information from both digital tools and plan my day. It keeps me on paper throughout the day and more focused that way. We also have an Erin Condren weekly whiteboard displayed in our kitchen. I hope my kids are interested in paper planners too when they're older. Thank you so much for submitting. I love this. It does sound very similar to what I do, except replace Google Calendar with maybe a Hobonichi or another weekly planner. But I totally see the appeal of being digital for your calendar and schedule, but then transferring onto paper each day so you can kind of set your intentions for the day and just work off of the page. I find it interesting that you're using Todoist both for notes and to-dos. I've kind of used it for to-dos, but not for notes. So that's interesting that you're able to get it to work for both. Thank you again for this submission. And please, everyone, keep them coming because this has been a fun part of the podcast to share. All right. We are going to get to our first question, which comes from a listener named Hannah. She writes, Your listener question episodes are some of my favorites. I hope you might have some insight on this question for your next episode. What practical tips do you have for sharing the mental load when both partners are working? My husband is a resident, so lots of hours. We share a Google Calendar, but it still falls to me to coordinate childcare, schedule appointments, keep up with school events, meal planning, etc. We've talked about it a lot, but I feel like nothing ever changes, so maybe we could use some planning tools to help us. Thanks for any insight. Hannah. Hannah, this struggle is so common that there have been multiple books written about it. And one of my favorites, actually I'll say I have two favorites. One of them is Drop the Ball by Tiffany Dufu. And the other one is Fair Play by Eve Rodsky. Each of them, one thing I like about them is that even though Fair Play has kind of a, I don't know, sardonic account of how overwhelmed Eve felt in her marriage at one point, I felt that both books had a loving angle towards their male partner despite these struggles. And so I think they're both interesting approaches. Both of these books talk about several things in common, one of them being vertical ownership of various things. So you've noticed that you're doing school events, meal planning, etc. And Maybe it is true that you're doing way more than he is. In Fair Play, they have you actually take every single household task and item and put it onto cards and see who is holding which cards. It's a very interesting exercise you might consider. But if it seems obvious to you that you're really holding many more cards, 
then you might want to try to think about if there are one or more cards that could be handed off in their entirety. And that's what we mean by vertical ownership. So perhaps your partner could make lunch. Perhaps your partner could, I don't know, be in charge of sports signups or doctor appointments or something like that. There's no one right way to split things up. But if you're really feeling like you're doing far more than your partner and you're upset about it, then one way is to look to specifics that you might be able to hand off entirely. The key is entirely. You can't just say like, oh, can you help me with this? It's best if you can make it an all or nothing thing with some of these domains. Other things that have helped us are to have intentional meetings about these things, both as I've talked about our little couples planning retreats every once in a while, but also trying to sit down like on Sunday and really talk about what's going on during the week so everyone is aware. Other people really love using a shared Google Calendar, which it sounds like you are already doing. And then one thing that's worked really well for some is to put things in writing via the form of an email, actually, because if you kind of have it written out and you have a promise of him that he's going to look at it, then at least there's like a record of what everyone is planning on doing. And if there are certain things that you are trying to delegate, this might help you to be able to do that and then give them a place to look if they forget what they're actually going to do. I will say residency is a really, really stressful time. So it might even just be that right now there's not a lot that your partner can contribute. I don't know what type of residency they're doing. Different residencies certainly vary depending on, you know, which have really tough months and which are just tough across the board. But I do think that putting in some time to create some good patterns now is really, really important to prevent you both from falling into those same patterns once he finishes residency and becomes an attending position. So I think it's great that you're thinking about this right now. It sounds like I don't have a ton of earth-shaking answers. Oh, and I'll also say, if you don't want to do an email, even a whiteboard, like something to physically get it in front of both of you, what's happening might be helpful. Something that he would see every single day. And maybe, you know, you talk about how you want to plan something for the weekend and you're asking him to do it and you have a big blank space on Saturday for him to figure out or something. I'm just curious. I'm trying to create some examples off the cuff. I don't have any specific ones from you, but just as many ways that you can have something that you can both refer to that is up to date and easy to look at, I do think helps, but that's no substitute for having a real discussion about who owns what, who is doing what, and kind of planning out your weeks. All right. I feel like that was an unsatisfactory answer and I apologize. There's so much more to say on that topic. We've done entire episodes of my other podcast, Best of Both Worlds, on that topic, but that gives you some places to start. And if you're looking for books, as I mentioned, both Drop the Ball by Tiffany Dufu and Fair Play by Eve Rodsky get into this really well. Our next question comes from Katie. Katie writes, hello, I am a somewhat new listener, so you may have covered this at some point. Any recommendations for a hobby calendar? My neighbor and I share a large garden, and I'm looking for easier ways to track my plantings, maturity dates, replanting dates, harvest dates, etc. I'm thinking a monthly layout with a good amount of space to write in each day block and a notes page for each month. Well, since you already gave me what the format might look like, I have two great options for you. The first one is actually sold out for this year, but it will be back next year, and that is the wonderful Ashley Shelley Monthly Notebook. They come on beautiful paper. One thing I love about her monthly layouts is that they have lines, which helps you to write neatly in the monthly squares. This is kind of a rarity for monthly layouts, so I think it's really special. 
And she has blank notes pages between each month. So you could certainly use that for like a garden calendar. I think that would be be perfect. The other option would be an Erin Condren monthly if you need more pages to write between each month, because instead of just having one notes page, I think they have like eight or 10. So if you have a lot of note taking you want to do from month to month, which you might with gardening, if you're keeping like weekly entries, for example, as to what's happening in your garden, then this might allow you with more room to take notes and write. But those are my two ideas for you. The Ashley Shelley monthly notebook in the six by nine size, which is the bigger size, sold out currently, but will be available for next year. And the Erin Condren monthly planner, which actually, as I checked the site last, it was on sale for 2022. So maybe you could snag one and try it out. All right. Our next question comes from Jen. Hi, Sarah. I recently got back into a reading routine and I'm enjoying the recommendations on your blog. I am personally trying to stay away from keeping too many physical books. Do you have any way of capturing ideas or concepts from books that you want to keep in mind for future goal setting? Do these end up in Apple Notes or somewhere else like that? Uh, That's a hard question because for my nonfiction books, I actually really do enjoy highlighting them. So I can't tell if you're trying not to have too many physical books or if you're trying not to buy too many physical books, but you could always buy them, highlight them, bookmark them, and then give them away or donate them. That's always one option. Or if you're getting them from the library or you're getting them on your Kindle, then yes, using Apple Notes or someplace to copy and paste the key options or to write them down is a wonderful idea. I really, if it's something I really want to keep for later, I even as much as I love, love, love paper, I am going to put it somewhere electronic for permanent safekeeping. As you guys know, I am not always great about keeping my paper planners. And often when I'm getting rid of them, if like a notebook, I will actually like flip through really quickly to see if there's anything I need to capture forever. And if I find anything, I would either take a picture of the page and put it in Apple Notes or take notes on whatever concept it is and put it in Apple Notes. So that's my personal digital filing cabinet. Other people like other things like Evernote or even Notion is certainly rising in popularity. So there's many other applications you could use for this, but I do use Apple Notes and I find that it works really, really well. All right, we're going to take a quick break and I will be back with some more wonderful questions. You are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes in part from Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and this is the perfect gift to treat all the well-deserving moms, moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, yet totally refined. This season, I am so into the beautiful dresses that Jenny Kane has on offer. My personal pick and what I'm hoping to wear all season is the Callan dress. I have it in the khaki color and feel like I could literally wear it to anything. And the best part is it's perfect for warm weather, which we have plenty of, but you could also layer it in a chilly air-conditioned space. I also have my eye on the day dress. It's such a classic silhouette. One thing you might not know about Jenny Kane is that they also have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase and joining is completely free. Find your perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS, P-L-A-N-S, at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code PLANS. Get yourself 
and the women in your life the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code, PLANS50, to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from protein plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com slash plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50 at factormeals.com slash plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All right, I am back. Now I have another question. This one also comes from Jen. She writes, I recently started reading chapter books with my young elementary schooler. Do you plan books to read with your children? If so, how do you source them? I feel like I have to give a confessional because I just want to say yes to this. I love the idea of planning out books to read with my children. However, it tends to be a more on the fly sort of thing based on what we happen to I don't know, think about reserving from the library or happen to have picked up from a bookstore is a lot more catch as catch can, as one might say. However, I think it's a wonderful idea. You can always start with, you know, some lists from various blogs and things. And then probably the best way to get a cue going is to start some kind of document that you refer to and then start getting them from your library. And if you plan on, you know, if they're picture books, if you're going to get like, you know, eight and then maybe swap them out for a new one every week, or if they're bigger kid books and you can get kind of a bigger haul of chapter books and then swap them out every couple weeks, I think that's a wonderful way to do it. I don't have a specific children's reading blog that I love. I love Modern Mrs. Darcy for adult book recommendations. I have to imagine there are some wonderful similar sources for children's books. In fact, just, you know, a swipe through Bookstagram would probably give you a ton of inspiration there. But if any listeners have some great ideas as to how to create book lists of topical and timely books for kids, then please share them because I'm sure our listeners would love to hear them. Isn't planning necessarily, but it's definitely planning adjacent and I am interested as well. So I'm opening this up to the listeners. Please send in your ideas for how you source or plan out children's books. All right, the next question comes from Katie. Katie writes, I'm emailing you on a whim to see if you have any planner recommendations for me. I work part-time, two days per week, as a speech pathologist. The days I work, I have a ton of things to keep track of and plan. A whole daily page would be awesome for the two days a week I work. But on my days at home, I feel like I'm just doing routine things like laundry, making lunch, taking care of my kids. I also will do some work for home while they are asleep. I am exhausted from the ages of my kids. Maybe there's a really obvious planning solution to this, but I can't think of it. I would love it if you have any ideas. 
Okay, I do have a couple of ideas. One of them is to get a weekly planner that has a good number of blank pages in the back. You said that you work twice per week, so you know, extrapolating that out for the year, that's about 100 days. I don't know if you could potentially fit, you know, two pages in a day or whether you'd actually need 100 blank pages, but like the Wonderland 222, I'm not sure it has 100, but I think it has 80 or 90 blank pages in the back. You could always use the blank back pages of the planner to make your dailies and then just use the weekly the rest of the time. Another option would be using a disc bound system like Inkwell Press. You could set it up with weeklies and some goal setting stuff, or maybe not if you're too tired for goal setting right now, but then you could throw in some daily pages just for when you needed them. Since you do two days per week, you could probably get away with, if it was a double-sided insert, just using one and then putting your one day on the front and the other day on the back. Or if you wanted a full front and back, then you could use two per week, but that way you could kind of create your custom mix of weekly planning and daily planning based on what you have going on in a given week. One idea that's really flexible because there's a lot of space for different types of list making is the Spaces Planner. I reviewed it back in 2021 and they've come out with some beautiful versions for 2022 as well. But this planner is just basically filled with all different types of lists. And some of them are very much catered to the kind of like staying home space. So they might fit what you're doing with your childcare, but then you could use all the other blank lists for different workday options perhaps. And then finally, I mentioned the Erin Condren monthly notebook in a prior answer, and this might be a great option as well. If all you really need are like monthly calendars most of the time, you could then use the blank pages between for your work days. And perhaps you could set up weekly layouts for the weeks that you know, you're know you not working, but then dedicate a full page when you did need them. It's true that that would require some drawing out. It's not going to just make itself, but if you're looking for something custom like this, I think that might just work. All right, I loved answering your questions today. Please keep your questions coming. As a reminder, you can leave them as comments on theshoebox.com, T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X.com. You can leave an audio question by just going to the Best Laid Plans page and scrolling to the bottom and you'll see this lovely icon that says SpeakPipe. Just click and you can leave an audio question and you can hear your voice on this podcast. I'm going to have to test it out because I have not gotten many audio questions recently and part of me is like, is it still working? So I will go ahead and check that or one of you can leave me a surprise to prove that it works, hopefully. Finally, you can always get me via email. You can use shoeboxblog at gmail.com or if you would rather just use my name, sarah.hart.unger, H-A-R-T dot U-N-G-E-R at gmail.com is another email address I use as well. They all go to the same place. Maybe someday I'll talk about having multiple Gmail accounts and having them flow to one central Gmail account because that seems to work best for me. But yes, you can reach me at any of those places. If you are able to leave me a review for this podcast, I would love it. You can leave it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Or if you want to like really, really make my day, share this podcast with a friend. Or if you're involved in some sort of community group, like on Facebook or another place, share it with that group as well. If there are other fellow planner lovers, as I'm always hoping to get the word out and find more people who love planners to chat with. So that is it for this week. I will be back next week with more planning fun and perhaps some product reviews as I've gotten some really fun things in the mail. And stay tuned because we're also going to do a summer planning episode. You've heard of summer reading. Have you heard of summer planning? You will soon. All right. I hope you have a wonderful week and happy Monday. Thank you for listening.
This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.